MFs, Hustle Like You Broke, episode 69. And this today is our one-year anniversary. Happy anniversary to us. We are coming to you with a supersized catch-up call with all the usual suspects, plus a few extended family members to keep things light and lively. Brother Banks in the house. What's up, Banks? I am here. I am here. Happy anniversary. I'm swirling a very large breakfast cocktail in honor of our one-year anniversary. Because it's going to be that. a long one, guys. Hello. There, there it is. Good to see the MFT in the background. I'm in there. Available on the Hustle Like You Broke website. Just going to say that real quick. Next up, Brother Hamilton in the house. Coming to us. After a nice little vacation in Cabo, as we understand it, talk to us, Brother Hamilton. Good evening, good evening, good evening. The anniversary is definitely happy. And, uh, you know, coming off a fresh, dark tan. <laughs> and uh, on the course, played a nice 18 on a nice blue water. And I need another vacation for the vacation. Yes. Brother Hamilton looking handsome as ever. My twin, as we always say. There it is. Good to see your face. Sister Dallas in the house, too. What's going on, Dallas? How's the Venetian Aquatic Club? Um, Interesting. Very moist. (laughs) But aside from moisture, you know, water safety, it's a big problem. People have forgotten how to swim. People have forgotten that you can't chew gum and swim. It's rough out there, but we're teaching them. We're getting them back, you know, Excellent. slowly but surely. Appreciate that. Our regular guest host, Tammy Blevins, also in the house. Tammy, this is your first time with the rest of the core for the original core for. How are you today? How do you feel about this? Um, I feel good. Having a great day. I'm mat- matching a... Bailey over there with the supersized cocktail, morning cocktail. I'm in the afternoon oh. now, but it's that kind of week. So here we are. Oh, I think it's me. I think it's Took your shine. Oh, Bailey has one. I think I have one. Bailey, you have one? Lee. Rock, <laughs> well, also joining us, another Vodka. good friend of the program, Danny Trebner. Always a pleasure, Danny. What's happening? Oh, you know, just surviving. I'm very grateful that you've invited me back (laughs) happy to be here wouldn't be an anniversary without you danny (laughs) thanks well in addition miss meg dieter haven't heard from you since way back in the beginning it was time to get you back we appreciate you what's going on hi guys congratulations this is a really exciting day that you've done this many and such a long but short real. period of time. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot. That's a lot of work. So it's exciting stuff. Good job. A couple life changes for you since last we spoke. You were on the left coast in the first time. You are now on the right coast for this. Yes, we'll figure out what coast we end up staying on. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that answer yet. We'll see. Fair enough. And finally, no. I got two more, don't I? Brother Bailey from last week in the house. Did I already introduce you? No. You're you're so familiar, Brother Bailey. I feel like I already brought you out when I haven't. But, man, you blew us away last week. Anybody that has not heard that episode yet, go back, check out Brother Bailey. He is sure to be a regular here. This guy is, he's the guy. 
this is the guy right there. Talk to us, brother. Uh, you, you can't introduce me enough, so I appreciate all the love. I'm joking. <laughs> it's good to see there you guys. Is. Congratulations, like to have built this and to keep this rolling is inspirational. So I appreciate any little part, any small, small part you all would allow me to uh, to have with you. I love the energy. And, and you I actually listen. Who, yeah, I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> and finally, last but definitely not least, one of our first guests, we told him in the beginning he was going to be a regular. I think he kind of disappeared on us or something. I don't know what happened. Today, he is coming to us from like a fucking lily pad in outer space. I'm not even sure what's going on. He's got like some Luke Skywalker fucking headset. He's got this like Ewok on on acid background. There's water, there's lily pads. What the fuck is going on? There's a unicorn that comes in next. (laughs) You guys, if if you walk long enough, there's many fantastical creatures. Thanks thanks for having me back, y'all. Mazel tov. I just wanted another opportunity to get roasted about my mic quality and zoom background so appreciate y'all providing that chance well the first time we did this we weren't using you know video we were only using audio we couldn't see each other we still don't release the uh, the video because let's be honest nobody wants to see my mug but the rest of y'all i mean ian I, I can only imagine you've been in this exact same Skywalker, Sky Clouds, crazy state since day one, and, and we've just been missing out. Yeah, no, thank you. I, I, I thought of that when you said there was going to be a Zoom call. I said, thank God, another Zoom call, because I'm looking for more opportunities to do video calls. So, oh, my God. Really glad y'all implemented. That Ian, one. I'm putting you on the invites for every one of my meetings. Before. Thanks so much, Tammy. Excellent, excellent. Well, we always do a couple of things before we really dive into the discussion, and even though it's the anniversary, we got this big party already started. I do want to run through just a couple and everyone feel free to jump in with your comments. First off, we always start with a festival watch. I will say after the last two weeks where we had Bonnaroo announced with lineup, Firefly dates, EDC, this past week has been kind of slow. Yesterday I saw the upstart Latin festival Ubra Urbana, Vibra Urbana, announcing for Miami in December and July for Orlando. That is literally the only thing I've seen in the last week. I have not seen any hint of rolling loud dates, Dallas, if you have any comment for us. I don't. I heard some whispering for later in the summer, but I don't know. we got to see what this Miami-Dade County rules are. Copy, copy. I have also not heard any reference to a Lollapalooza, Sister Tammy. That's still waiting. That's kind of the story of, uh, you know, all of our lives, right? (laughs) Right. Here we are still waiting. As I understand, we did mention the Three Points Festival in Miami coming up in a couple weeks. And Miss Dieter is going to be there. Meg, I mean, I, I, I don't even want to get, I guess I do want to get ahead of myself before we jump into what's next, but you got to be feeling some kind of excitement to see an audience. Please share with all of us so we can, we can appreciate <laughs> how amazing that must feel to know you're going to see a crowd in just two weeks. Well, I will let you know once my feet hit the ground and I see them because I'm just 
I'm not, I'm trying to not get ahead of myself so that there's <laughs> no more disappointment because for so long we've been like, oh, this is happening. Oh, no, this is not happening. Oh, this is happening. <laughs> no, happening. So we'll wait until we get there. Okay. Okay. You'll have to come back and tell us about it. That whole, that whole kind of wait and see, it, it's kind of the same as what we're seeing as we do our weekly Olympic watch. The latest on the Olympics for those paying attention as of yesterday, we are recording today as April 15th. As of yesterday, the 14th, only 1.1 million doses had been administered in all of Japan, a country of 126 million people, and only 0.4% of the population has had two doses. That, by the way, is not an especially high number, 0.4%. Now they're saying they could be playing to no fans at all if it happens. There is talk of if it happens, but they're saying if it does, it may very well be with no fans at all, which would mean an $800 million net loss in ticket sales. So another ominous sign of what the fuck we've been dealing with for the past year, the Olympic budget is something like $150 billion. So $800 million, not the same metric relative to scale, still a very large number and a consideration which, again, begs a lot of questions and may or may not have implications for the rest of us. And the one other thing I want to say, we've been talking about favorite headlines for the past, you know, each week. And this week, I didn't see a particular headline that really gripped my attention. I don't know if anyone else has to share one. But the one headline I wanted to bring out in honor of our one year anniversary, this was my favorite headline so far of the entire pandemic, I'm pretty sure, reported in CNN sometime last summer. I should probably have the date, but I don't. The headline is wear a mask during sex and avoid kissing new people. Canada's top doctor <laughs> advises. <laughs> Boom, winner. Now, now, exactly. Now I'm going to go, the article goes on to say, Canada's chief public health officer, Dr. Teresa Tam, and I quote, the lowest risk for sexual activity during COVID-19 involves yourself alone, Tam advises. What? <laughs> but for Canadians choosing to, quote, engage in an in-person sexual encounter, wait for the best part, outside their bubble, she suggests a number of steps to reduce risk, including, quote, avoiding face-to-face -face contact or closeness. Huh? Uh, I don't oh. know how you do that. I haven't, I, uh, I haven't, I face that's to position. face, not face Get up to in the face. Bag. But that, oh, but that, that's not, but that's still closeness. I, there's from there's the back, definitely you don't no way to each avoid other. a sexual encounter without any closeness at all. And there are clearly a lot of versions uh, on this called, podcast right that's now. That's called phone sex. <laughs> that's um, when you say don't run. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't understand. The first one was self gratification, right? That's yeah, and, the, yes. the, and the first one and the second one was no contact. I, we, I don't, are, we are a quick bunch. This is how much our brain cells have deteriorated. <laughs> yes, 
The first one was the lowest risk involves yes. yourself alone. I yes. think that's self-explanatory. Yes. But and the second to engage in it does qualify in in-person encounter, avoiding face-to-face contact or closeness. So that's like a Google Hangout. We're just going to hang out on video in the other room. We're in the same space, but not face-to-face. Yeah? <laughs> You're blowing the imagery for me. I don't know about the rest <laughs> of you. Have you guys seen Demolition Man? With uh... Never mind. <laughs> Ian, I thought you would help me out there. <laughs> you are on your own, sir. <laughs> Leaving you out on that limb. <laughs> Ian's sexual experience apparently take place in a space bubble. So Listen, Canada's a place of propriety. I don't, you know, just because they have better manners than us, I don't think we need to drag them for their weird approach to masked sex. I just can't. I, I, I think it's fucking brilliant. I don't know. I think these Canadians must be on to something. So, are there I pictures? <laughs> is there a diagram is there are there instructions is there an illustration is there a model is there a is there a youtube instructional video there's got to be some type of something to help us understand what they're talking about and how to do it properly say safely i'm trying to figure which of us would be the most adept at uh putting those instructions together we've got our risk Management specialist <laughs> Bailey, do you have any suggestions? For hey, that? Didn't, didn't we just have a whole conversation about HR and <laughs> being yeah. appropriate? Hey, as long well as done, everybody's Bailey, cool well with done. this conversation, uh-huh. okay, uh-huh. bring it back. That's the bring disclaimer. It <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Uh, okay. okay, there okay, are I'll instructional videos, guys. We can do that later. Yeah, yeah. That's all I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> Okay, you just took all the fun out of this for me. <laughs> no, hey, I, I am not an enabler. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, suffice to say, the world is in a slightly different place a year as it was a year from now. Although, for some of us, it continues to be Groundhog Day almost every day. Not so much for Ms. Dieter on her way to her big fancy gig. (laughs) But we applaud her for that. We appreciate her. She's obviously got something going on, which is amazing. I can't speak to any of that myself, so I just applaud you. I also want to talk to Ian, though. Ian, the world is a slightly different place for you, and not just because you, you know, jumped on one of Elon Musk's, you know, spaceships and went somewhere else but why don't we start with you and why don't you tell us a little bit about the way video technology has changed in the last year and 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 props to you by the way for spirit bomb any one of our listeners out there who don't know check out spirit bomb ian tell us what it is and tell us how your world has changed well i mean right when we last spoke it was right at the beginning when we had just watched our entire video content concert calendar disappear off for 2020. So we had actually just spun up this new uh, venture to develop original content. And Matt alluded to it earlier. They're, they're 3D digital artists. We have a staff of 3D animators. So we've been working with musicians to create these characters and launch them out into the world and have different musicians contribute music to them. Um, 
and we had a whole lot more time to focus on it when we weren't touring and weren't traveling. Um, so it's been it's been exciting, and you can check it out, um, spiritbomb.ai, um, which you can get to without one of Elon Musk's spaceships. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, there's there's so many places to talk about where video tech has changed over the pandemic, right? You could talk about it from just the attention that's been given to live streaming, people getting creative with with what they're doing in their home setups, or you could talk about just the explosion in XR production, which has just completely washed over my Facebook feed. Not that Facebook was ever a place you needed to spend a lot more time, but <laughs> as a video guy, I think it's pretty like pretty much been completely subsumed by people on stages surrounded by LED walls. And I got to believe it's like, do we have any lighting people on this call? Like it's got to be their nightmare, right? Like all production now is just massive video walls loaded in to the exclusion of being able to see any any moving headlights or beams um and the first time i saw one of these like the prg xr stage i looked in i was like this is awesome for me as a video guy <laughs> it's a giant like canvas of, of video pixels and then i looked over at the lighting guy who was just sitting there playing words with friends and <laughs> glaring at me every now and again so um it's been fun but i'm sure they're they're excited to see a re return to big stages with with big lights that can uh go back to overshadowing the amount of attention our video gets or obviously you can see right now video is overshadowing shadowing your audio you mean me personally, like my my video? Brother Hamilton has jokes. That's Boom. what he's saying. He's saying the one time in history when audio gets to eclipse video, it happens to be right now. <laughs> and Ian, I believe I might have actually been with you at that PRG XR studio, unless it was prior to our occasion when we nope, had Sam that was the one who is a fantastic lighting designer. And there we were joking that, can he find the perfect orange to match the video, please? And that was effectively the extent of his week's worth of programming. Yeah, I think it was Sam Payne. Not that Sam Helm can't run a lighting I, board, but... what I meant. Fuck, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Helm. Anyway. Um, but yeah, we'd like, you know, Matt would make some snarky comment and Sam would look up from his phone and tap a couple buttons on the MA. Be like, is that fucking good, bro? And then go back <laughs> to whatever. That is champagne. Saying. He will get you right. Nevertheless, I am sure Brother Banks and Brother Hamilton would agree somehow, some way in the delivery of that presentation, they probably found a way to marginalize the audio in the process too. Of course. Every time. <laughs> that goes without saying. Especially at that at the PRG XR stage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is that a cable? Why do we have to see it? <laughs> There's a video floor. Wow. Thanks, Ian. What's the answer to that question? I mean, it <laughs> sounds like a reasonable question. Moving along. Moving <laughs> along. Video well, cable ramps. That's the innovation we need. We need yellow jackets that are paneled in video so that you can run all your cables underneath more video. I mean, we do have video floors. That's what the XR stage is, right? So... There's got to be some way to blend that. All right, we'll uh, work on that. We we'll work on that. Underneath. We'll work on that. Maybe Tammy can jump in oh, and boy. tell us her thoughts on how the virtual XR 
world has affected her business in this past year? It's affected it like it's affected everybody else's. That's what we have to work with. Work with what you have and just wait to get back to what we want. Yeah, it kind honestly, it reminded me of, I'm going old school here. I'm looking around. I don't know who remember, but um, Friday night concerts. So back in the day, that was all you had mostly. Not all you had, but mostly. Every Friday night, there would be some concert series on TV that you could go watch where they pulled different videos or live feeds together of concerts that were going on around the country. I thought that's all it was back then, but until, you know, you get to a live audience. So I, I was hoping it would be more of that, but it was more, you know, like music video style live, not really live performances weave together. But I'm all about the sweaty live concert footage type of show. That's what. On video or not. I think we're all with you there. But one person I think who found an interesting niche in this past year, pivoted quickly, took full advantage of these video productions, would be Meg. Tell us about what you've done since last we spoke to you, Meg. Um, We partnered with uh, MCP, which is another production company, and we started WYH which is a COVID compliance slash testing company so that people can get back, whether it be in the studio or it be a fashion show or um, any realistic kind of gathering of humans that need testing or COVID compliance, depending on their local regulations because they're different everywhere. And I'm curious, do you see that need continuing as we get back to live? And if so, is that a short-term situation and indefinite situation? How do you see that going forward? I do see it being, I mean, I think it will last still a couple of years, but I don't think it's going to last forever. Okay. Okay. Uh, But this company, this company is not, before COVID had started, we were talking with this other production company anyway, because we thought that we could spread our wings further and do more shows if we teamed up with them on a larger scale. And we had done this awesome 100 page proposal for somebody with this team and just doing the proposal we recognized how well we worked together and then COVID hit so we had to turn and put our brains together to do something else it's not the most fun job because we just did a a fashion show last week and it's like everyone hates you no one wants to wear their masks still (laughs) and no one wants to listen to you you're literally just the babysitter there and it sucks but Fair enough. Well, this just in, while we are recording, an exciting announcement just took place. Dallas, why don't you fill us in on what just happened? Well, Rolling Loud announced that they would go with the July 23rd to 25th date. There's still more info to come in, but yeah, they just went live with that. 
So well, let the games begin. Development. There it is. One of our biggest festivals of the spring is now shifted to midsummer. Will be one of the first major festivals to take place here in the U.S. Not surprising that we're doing that. This three points festival is taking place in Florida in two weeks. Now Rolling Loud taking place July 23, 25. I said in our opening, there's Vibra Urbana Latin Festival happening end of July in Orlando, Florida. Open for business. Uh, we got hopefully. Let's say NFL draft. We will have a little music there and a lot of people. So that's happening. There it is. There in it two is. Two weeks. Two weeks. I hate to give too much credit to Florida, especially when we're coming back a little bit early, but hey, somebody's got to be the guinea pig. We appreciate them uh, taking that for us. We wish Dallas health and safety as these things occur. And all of us that will be there, I hope, think I might actually be at Rolling Loud. So uh, that'll be exciting. And uh, Dallas, hopefully that gives you some gainful employment for a few weeks would be awesome. We shall see. <laughs> and Danny Trebner, same for you. I know things have been a little bit slow on your end. Not a lot of people traveling in the middle of a pandemic, certainly not in the beginning when people were scared to even leave their house, let alone get on an airplane. I still think it's a little weird that after a year of being told, stay six feet away from everybody and try and you know be in your own home unless you have to, that we're going to stick 150 people in a tube and send them somewhere else in the world. So why don't you tell us about not how COVID has affected your business. We know it's affected your business, but how you see coming back from it and how you see improvements being made. Yeah, I mean, obviously at the moment, there's a lot of buzz around people are getting vaccinated, people are potentially starting to travel. So there's been all these articles about how travel agents are gonna be rushed off of their feet which I'm still waiting <laughs> to be rushed off of my feet. Um, <laughs> there has been a slight pickup in sort of leisure travel holidays and things, but I just wanted to touch on back to what we were talking about a minute ago about the virtual kind of events. And it's something cause you know, in the travel world, we have all of these conferences and events that we go to throughout the year to network with hotels and <clears> stuff <throat> like that. And this, a few months ago, one of the major hotel brands, uh, the leading hotels of the world, they actually kind of spearheaded this virtual conference. And it was super cool. It was like basically this two-day event. And the first day, you all kind of, you'd log in. It's all online. You log in, you can visit booths. So you can like visit the hotel booths. And you can virtually chat with the people in there. So you can catch up with all your mates that you haven't seen for over a year. And then day two was where they set up all the one-on-one -on -one networking events. So it was a whole day scheduled of just like one-on-one -on -one FaceTime. And it just worked really well. And it kind of it kind of makes you wonder, are we going to go back to these mass events like Tourlink or, you know, like all of those different major industry events where you've got all of these people networking, shaking hands and everything else. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, anyway, I digress from the travel side because I just thought it was really exciting that finally we've got this kind of virtual way of doing these mass events 
in like networking and stuff. But I think back to your original question, I mean, how are we going to come out of this? Obviously, all major hotel brands have started putting into place their own version of what the new normal looks like, you know, less contact points, more check in online, less things in the room for people to touch more of that's on like an electronic either. The best ones that I've seen is like Four Seasons have their app, which is great. You can talk to someone, you can book a table for restaurant, uh, book a restaurant table. Just you don't have to call anyone or anything. You just message them through the app. You can ask them all sorts of questions. And it's immediate responses. So, yeah, I think in all sectors, it's just becoming more sort of technological, which obviously I have issues with, but uh, it's just everything's kind of gearing to more online and virtual talking to people. Okay. Okay. Technical issues abound. Uh, Bailey, uh-huh. next up, you've already taken me to task once today and I appreciate you for doing so right on as a resident risk management specialist. I want to hear the positive from you in terms of what you foresee in the way of positive changes in procedure coming out of COVID. Great. You know, I, I think we've just, oh man, you know, talking about the positive, you know, I'm so grateful just in general, but figuring out the positive takes a lot. Uh, I think that now, whew, I, there's, got, there's going to be a lot of cleanup that's done now, right? I think the way we do things will be very specific for the first couple of years, uh, especially coming out of COVID. Can you guys hear me okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think that will allow us to kind of clean up the way we do things and stop just kind of being these rolling bands that just kind of come in, tear it up, and leave. So... Um, I'm, I'm interested. That's why even in speaking to some of my friends and colleagues over in the UK and kind of discovering how they're viewing us coming back. I mean, all of us want to come back, but there's got to be some separation from what we do, from what we're doing and the people that we're doing it with. So I, I'm interested to see. It's a, it's a broad question, but I think that you know, it's going to start with us and, and how we're rolling into these places. Even when Meg's talking about, like, what's going to happen? I mean, you know, there's so much that hasn't been done yet, but I want you to, it's like, we can all just jump in and work. We know the work, but how comfortable do we feel about what we're doing, where we're going, who's been where we are, how we're interacting with people. You're in Florida. You know, it's like, we can do shows everywhere. Florida's like, Let's just do the show and see what happens, right? So that that's what, look, as a vaccinated human being, I'm hey, let's go. But having said that, everybody hasn't had the time and opportunity to get done what we're doing. So look, I want to see it happen. And at some point, we're going to have to put some of the onus on, on people being responsible for themselves. Uh, but the first couple of years, I do believe that we're going to have to... Uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna be very careful. I'll just start there. <laughs> okay. That's fair. That's fair. And and you're right, there is a lot we don't know and can't speak to yet. But I, I'm gonna kind of reframe the same question to the group. And I, I wanna welcome anyone at all to jump in. We've seen 
Countless activist groups pop up in the past year in the wake of COVID. Uh, certainly increased focus on DEI, on mental health, on HR, on education. So how do we support those ideals to ensure the work doesn't fall to the wayside in the wake of our return to work. Don't all speak at once. Anyone, please. But it takes money and who's going to support it. I mean, that's the unfortunate problem with these things is no one likes to put the money where the mouth is. So. Boom. Do we, do we, people are going to ignore things. Straw poll here. Who thinks that in the rush back to work, all this is going to be forgotten and people just say, fuck it, I'm going back to work and it's going to be the way it was before. I'm not forgetting shit. Dallas? I think that's the way it's going to be. I'm not going to promote that, but unfortunately, I think that's going to be be a word. Who wants to go the other way and say, no, I think a positive change is coming. I think maybe people are going to try to keep on this, you know, train a little bit, but I think in reality, it's not going to last. That's just my thoughts. Yeah, it's, I think it's, the positive, it's already starting. I think that the, the, the change is coming. I think change for the better is on the horizon. And it starts with us. I'm going to stay positive and think it's happening, but I do think we are pretty well split. I didn't hear. So I heard a nay from Kyle in Dallas for sure. A kind of ambivalence from Banks. Tammy thinks positivity is on the way. Danny was positive. The reason why I say that, just coming back from my trip, one minute you have to stay allegedly six feet apart. The next second they're cramming you in like sardines, shoulder to shoulder with everybody. So they don't give a damn about what's going on out here right now. It's all about money. The airlines are still doing it. Everything is going back to normal. And it's happened as soon as they said, oh, we're back open at April 15th. Everything was the same. I was like, damn, I guess I, all I kept saying was, I guess six feet don't mean shit anymore. Because everybody was literally shoulder to shoulder on a bus going from the terminal, from the airplane to the terminal. And then once you got in customs, Everybody was on each other's six. I'm like, God damn, why don't you get off me like that? It was crazy. It made absolutely no sense. So I have a question about that. Maybe Meg can chime in on this. The six feet apart rule seems to be about when you're not wearing a mask. If you've got a mask on, that rule is not out the window, but wear your mask correctly over your nose because you can't do it on an airplane which by the way has the best filtration system anywhere. So that mm. works. And when we go back to work and regardless of whether or not you're vaccinated, I'm going to wear my mask. I'm going to ask our team to wear the mask backstage. I don't really, I'm not down with the whole like, you know, artist village bar guest thing happening because no one wears a mask while they're drinking and they definitely don't when they're drunk, but just, like for this first year, maybe two years, keep your mask on. But I want to know, Meg, don't, isn't the six feet apart about when you don't have a mask on? No, the guidelines still state that you should be socially distant, um, mm-hmm. especially for longer periods of time. And like we just did a a show last week and people, 
it's already going out the window. They just mm-hmm. focus on the end game of the job and they're not thinking about mm-hmm. the safety of everyone around them. And like, for example, one of my crew was complaining because this gentleman behind them on the airplane literally was eating. He's like, he was eating a bag of nuts where he was eating like one peanut every three minutes so that he didn't keep his mask on the whole flight because he was eating. So you're just going to deal with those. Mm-hmm. You know. So again, it doesn't matter. They do want to do what they want to do. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 Let's talk about buses. Started. Sorry, go ahead, Banks. Yeah. I was going to say, like, it, it even started in the very beginning, you know, before we were started working and doing stuff. I'm speaking to, like, L.A. And people, you know, in the very beginning were cautious when COVID testing was like, oh, you know, it's like you had to go to the doctor and get the tests and you got the results 24 hours later. But the more it became more accessible – things started getting more and more relaxed. It's like, no, we still have to still be mindful that there's still shit out there because people were like, oh, okay, we got a rapid test. Now we take the mask off. It's like, no, <laughs> you can still have COVID even if you got the COVID test and it came back negative. Like that doesn't mean that you're free to now just be whatever. And now with these vaccines, people are going around like, you know, I'm impervious to what's ever happening. I'm going to go and do whatever. And we're seeing that across the board. I mean, like in restaurants and bars and gyms and as Kyle said, in the airports, like, I mean, it's everywhere you go now. It's like, what was our standard has gone completely out the door. There are no standards anymore. There are all no rules. I mean, they went from six feet and now I'm here in like three feet. And, you know, it's like, you know, what are you like, what are you talking about? Like, it's everything is going a, out the door. A lot of that, though, is also people are just over it. They're just yeah. like, we are over it and we're going to live whether we get it or not at this point. I think people just are at the point they need to live. And that is a huge factor that every it's, you know, like, cool. We'll stay home for a month. We'll stay away from each other for, okay. Then it was two months and now it's just past the year mark and people are like, fuck it. Let's go. You know? Okay. But let me, let me rephrase the question that we started with. Cause I want to, I want to make sure that I'm understanding correctly. We were talking about whether people were going to continue to embrace the initiatives like DEI, HR, mental health, education, and what have you in the rush back to work. And not just is everybody going to take off their mask. Meg, you're a tour manager. You are the owner of an event production company. You are the owner of a COVID compliance company. I I think that makes you effectively the foremost expert on this group here to speak to- no pressure at all <laughs> to speak to whether or not the industry is capable, <laughs> Bailey, exactly, uh, of, of actually embracing these causes and continuing to propagate, perpetuate, and bring these things to life once we're back to work. What do you think? Uh, I do think that, I think people have had a lot of time at home to reflect. And I actually think that people are bound to care more than they did before only because they before it was more of a repetitive motion every day and now they've been home for a very long time stuck in their own heads not seeing the people that they love so when they do get back to work all of these things are going to be more to the forefront than they were before okay i like that i like that answer i think that's makes sense it sounds And frankly, I I mean, I'm all about seeing that change come to life. It is going to take individual efforts on all of our part in order to to actualize 
you know, a new reality and a new way of doing business. And, and, and we here at Hustle Like You Broke are, are going to be at the front of that. And we hope that we're working with each of you and each of us are working with others to keep that going. And, and I suppose I, I, I will move on. I'm just curious then about personal outlook. I'm curious, we've had 12 months to reflect on our lives, on our individual approach to business and the way we want to carry ourselves moving forward. Tammy, why don't you jump in first? I mean, has this last 12 months changed your outlook? What, what do you think about the way you conduct business and, and see yourself moving forward here uh, at C3? Um, well, one, I don't think that we need to be in an office environment every day. I get, I get more done by get up I'm in, in my computer by 8, 8.30 in the morning. I'm not dealing with the commute. I'm actually getting work done. And we figured out that we can we can work that way. The face to face is helpful because in some instances, but it doesn't have to be five days a week all the time. That's one. The the quality of life, self care, so much better over the last year that things have slowed down. I'm cooking for myself. I'm hanging out with my kid. I'm walking the dog. I'm lost weight I you know so that part is going to be I think a challenge to navigate because of everything seems like all the events have been pushed to like summer and fall I'm concerned that we're going to get into this season here in the summer and fall once you know rolling loud or 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 the EDC you know any of those things happen and they're successful it's just going to be this domino effect. And then at the end of the year, people are going to be laid out and tired and and maybe even a little broken. That's what I'm worried about, is that are we going to be able to get through the end of this year with especially the gig workers who really want to get back and, and do those events are going to be hopping from one to the next without a break. And I don't know if that's going to be great. For us they just had a break. They had a year break. Doesn't matter. It doesn't. It doesn't. If you, if you, it doesn't matter if you've slept for the last two years. That doesn't mean that you can stay awake for the next two without any sleep. You still need to take care of yourself. You still need that self care. Because I've had people say that before. It's like, oh, well, you've had the last year off. A, I deserved it. So whatever. <laughs> I've worked my tail off for the last too many years and it just made me realize that we need to take more time for ourselves and our families and our friends and our mental health and not just keep pushing all the time that we have to work 18 hours a day five days a week push through sleep is for the week that's bullshit we have to kind of dial it back a little bit Case ourselves. I'm with that. We got to rebuild our muscle memory too and our strength. I was sharing a story a few weeks ago about a walkthrough I did at a stadium, and about an hour in, I was fucking spent. Like <laughs> the idea of being on my feet for 16 hours right now. Oh boy, I don't know. I'm all for it, but to do that once is going to be at a kick in the ass. To do that. Five days, 10 days, 15 days in a row 
month over month for the rest of the year. Yeah, that's that. That's a that's uh that 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 could be rough. Bailey, what about you? <laughs> Changing your outlook this past year? Absolutely. Uh, you know, I similar to Tammy, I've learned a lot, but I've learned it the hard way. But I've also not had a day off in twenty years. You know, a full a real day off. Not a day off where I'm thinking about everything I got to do the next two weeks, like a real day off. So that it was almost like, look, if you don't do something that you're supposed to do, to take care of yourself, sometimes it's done for you. And that can be positive and negatively. So the reset button has been beyond hit and how, you know, I'm approaching life has been great. Uh, but it's interesting when we talk about do people care anymore? I don't necessarily, I think there's lots of COVID fatigue, but I think that we still bear the brunt of the fact that people do still kind of care because we're the last ones in. I mean, you can say restaurants are opening and the world is opening. You can go to a movie theater. We can't do what we do yet. Not, not of significance. You know, we can do it a couple of weeks here. Yeah. I mean, I've done some consulting, some stuff coming up a couple months from now, but we're not working yet, you know? So, yeah, no, people do still care. Someone cares enough because we're still not able to do what we want to do. I think that out of desperation right now, we would all just jump into it full time. I think we'd all be a lot more careful because we, I think we, and I'm talking about the collective here, have literally lost the most. Now, now I don't mean as far as, you know, family members, that kind of thing, but, you know, we've lost a lot. I mean, I think, listen, I want everybody to be to do well, but we've all hit the zero where it's, the phone's not ringing for anything positive, you know? So I think we definitely would love to jump into it, but I think we'll definitely be more careful, more grateful. And just, I think we will be more responsible. You know, I think we're ready. And, and I think people in our industry have probably done more research on how to get back to it than other industries, because like you said, we're the last ones in it. If that makes any sense. We'll find out if anybody cares when they go to catering. What about the buses? I mean, we've talked about this. But we've talked about this before, like the buses and sleeping as we normally do. We're not hearing, um, I mean, anyone here could correct me, but we're not hearing anything positive out of that situation, you know, because we live very closely with others. And it's one thing to have rules in the venue, but what are the rules getting on and off the bus? What are we supposed to do on our days off? Can we see those friends that we haven't seen in a long time? Can we be free to leave the hotel? I mean, what are there going to be rules placed on us? You know, um, no one's answering that. And definitely no one's talking about the filtration in the buses. <laughs> and uh, What filtration? Exactly. Well, we've And we've addressed that a couple of times. And we talked to Caleb Calhoun from uh, Florida Coach about that, and Doug Shea, Shea Coach, talking about whether there were going to be those improvements I haven't heard anything about that since I certainly nothing favorable. I have talked to a couple of bus company overs owners telling me about check out the pictures of our beautiful new buses. And when I ask what technological changes have you made, you know, what improvements are being made to the filtration system? The answer is none. Well, I think it goes back to what Christine was saying. It takes money. Like, you know, right now there's no money flowing, so they can't allocate money to, suddenly upgrade things with no money, you know, there has to be a guarantee that the money they spend is going to be recouped in some kind of way. And right now there's nothing that's coming in. You know, if I, if I can add 
I don't want to cut anybody off. If I can add, even I think before the money comes in, though, we have to have a plan in place of how we're going to approach these things. Like drivers have to clean buses now. Mm. We have to pay the drivers to stay up before you go back to the hotel. I need you to clean the bus. We've all been in a venue at another city. All of us just got back on this, whether we, you know, people shower at the venues. Obviously, you got to clean up like we all got to be clean. We can't be dirty roadies anymore in that way. But we got to. That, that was, that's one of the things when you're talking about buses, talking about how we can approach each other. like Towels? I, yeah. Just, the venue towel? You know, we <laughs> have to take all of that a lot more seriously. And just like, hey, I'm part of the writer with security and staffing. Tour management has this production. You know, we got to have a just a, a clean compliance page of the writer. I need towels. I need this clean. I, hey, our bus drivers, we... We got to change sheets, guys. Amen. Mm-hmm. All of that, like all of us, like all of us, you know, our, our offices, we can't roll in to play a show that another band played in and the place is not cleaned. I can't come in and clean it, but now the venues that's on the venue to have another cleaning crew come in and do some disinfecting. At least, I'm, I'm saying at least for the first couple of years. This is some of the things that are on my mind. I just think that we all have to kind of pick each other up. It's going to cost us all. You're absolutely right. But we still got to have that plan in place. So everybody's got to step it up, especially bus drivers. Yeah. It's it's that that mindset. Yeah, yeah. Because we've talked about that. Like, you go to Europe and they have it. I mean, Beat the Street, Phoenix. I mean, all those bus companies, they have the mindset. It's the American mindset that is terrible when it comes to buses and venues and cleanliness. We got to change that. All right. So, so I thought this would be fun for us, a little game. Speaking of sticking with the theme of things to change, as everybody knows, we ask quick hits at the end of every episode. And my favorite question is always, if there's one thing about the industry you'd like us to change going forward, what is it? Now, I don't remember if we core four ever answered that question. If we did it has not been cataloged, but we have cataloged those answers from all of the guests that we have had on the program. And I have those up in front of me on the screen. So going through our guests in order, order of when they appeared, I want to ask that question again. And then I want to read them how they responded when they were on the program the first time. Now, Ian, you were one of our first guests. In fact, looking at the list here you were guest number six. Wow. So, and, and again, we're up to episode 69. So six is a long way back. So We should have minted that convo as an NFT. We'd all have a <laughs> Wait, I thought you said you did. <laughs> what are you talking about? I thought that was... Well, and actually, we made it this far into the episode without bringing up NFTs. So oh, I just wanted right. to do it so Lumps. bad. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough, um, fair enough. Well, separate from NFTs, what is your answer? What did I say or or what's my answer now? What's your answer now? I don't want you to remember what you said. I'll read you what you said. I want to know what your answer is now because I want to see if anybody's answer has drastically changed since the time they appeared last. I think I th- I mean I vaguely remember us talking about um client relationships and trying to have like a better understanding of the lift of what you're asking of someone which I think like was especially a pain point 
early in the pandemic when certain things like especially being in a realm like 3d animation which is not only like work intensive but pretty capricious like depending on what you're doing certain things can be a lot harder than others and i remember feeling like there wasn't a lot of deference to the level of difficulty of what you were asking someone to do and especially in the early days of the pandemic i think the frustration from a lot of people was just like listen we can't do concerts we need this right now and as someone who was being asked to make that solution happen it was um uncomfortable to be feeling like hey i'm trying to figure this out in real time just like everybody else and yet also being pressured for an immediate solution as if we've been r and this for the past three years in preparation for a global pandemic um and i actually think uh and for all i know you're gonna look back at the transcript and say i had a completely uh, different take on what should change in the in the industry but i actually think my view on that has changed at least insofar as um, things like live streaming and and, X, and XR production, a lot of things that I think people got up to speed on really quick and actually developed a vernacular and verbiage and common parlance that made a lot of those conversations much more efficient towards the end of the pandemic than when we were all fumbling around in the dark. Um, and I think that's going to kind of evolve. I think so many of the we're going to have a whole new realm of those conversations going back to touring and all the conditions we've been talking about and mediating safety versus you know, doing it like we used to and what's going to be different, what's going to be the same. And I think um, in general, I think it's just when you're hiring someone and I try to practice what I preach here, but like as much as you may have something in mind that you want to achieve with them or that you want them to help you with, like defer to their expertise and make sure that you're humbling yourself when you come to someone and and ask them to to contribute something that they've spent probably years of their life accumulating skill around. and um, and I like I do think there's been progress in a lot of the realms that became super relevant over um, over the course of quarantine and doing things like live streams. But I think it's kind of a practice that that everyone should work on refining throughout throughout their professional career. And as you're talking, what I remembered was the last time you were here, you were using a lot of SAT words <laughs> like bespoke and such. Uh, at least capricious. you haven't lost capricious. The... I was going to say, I was wondering if you're going to call that, call that uh, one out. <laughs> well, at least you've maintained your vernacular. So the last time around your answer <clears throat> was actually quite similar. You said, educate clients better on feasibility of work and create appreciation for value of crew. You also that said sounds like days. a line item in like a client pitch or something. Hey, <laughs> hey, well, maybe that's the way we wrote it down, but that's what I've got here. I also have find ways to create a shared language around art and reality and incentivize risk taking in creative content. Yeah, the, the mushrooms I took that morning that we did that interview were really, really good, but um, I don't totally, they also like, the memory aspect is sometimes a little hazy around them, but I do remember that it was an incredible breakthrough psychedelic experience. So <laughs> I feel like I've landed on the complete union of art and reality and how to have a shared language around that. So probably just got to write it down and disseminate it. So everybody else gets on the, the page oh of the breakthrough I had. God, there. Ian, you're like one of my new <laughs> favorite people. <laughs> <ever>. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. You too, Tammy. There it is. And now everyone understands why we brought Ian back. Exactly. 
Meg, you came next. And uh, again, to you, same question. And, and I don't need you to remember, try and remember what your answer was before. I want to know what you think starting today you want to see we as an industry doing better. What is it? Well, I have to say when I asked the question earlier of to Sam of showing me the outline oh, of today, <laughs> I, I read to the bottom. So oh. I apologize in advance for that. Uh, I still, so can I say my statement so I can continue on my rant? By all means. Uh, my <laughs> my statement lead. was that uh, routing should be better. And I think I agree the same. I think it impacts the crew. It impacts the overall demeanor of the entire camp going out on the road. And if that was more mindful and planning and not just about the finance, financial background of the whole thing, um, it would be a lot better for everyone. And I think that's going to be a huge, a huge outlook that people need to pay attention to, especially getting back into things because once a crew goes to one place and then they meet and they work with the local crew on the COVID side of things, it's going to really impact our industry. How close together can we do shows? How quickly can we move? Well, because Meg, if not, go ahead. No, please, please finish your. I just don't want to see us go back out and then everybody drop like flies off again. Exactly. I just want to go out and stay out. Yeah, I was going to say I I I share your your view on that, and I'll go on record because I don't think I've answered this question before. Uh, our most common answer was crew care across the board. Crew care was our most common answer, and I happen to agree with that wholeheartedly, but. If there is one thing I think we need to do better separate from the general crew care, I would agree with you 100%, Meg. I think the communication between management, promoter, agent, tour manager, production manager, and crew from the beginning, from the conception of tour through the execution of tour needs to be improved so that people can understand the dynamics of what decisions impact what reality on the road and how those decisions affect the way we function on a day-to-day -day basis, which I guess in and of itself does have something to do with crew care, but it's the communication that leads to the better booking of a more effective tour in the first place that allows us to function in an environment which gives us the time and space to think about things like crew care and otherwise. So. I'm in 100% agreement with you. Danny, you are next. So why don't you jump in the one thing you'd like to see us doing better? Well, I mean, I vaguely remember what I said last time, which was definitely along the lines of mental health and just treating ourselves a little bit better coming out of this. Um, but I will say after 12 months of really no work and... I don't qualify for unemployment, so uh, being British, not permanent resident. So it's been a really rough year. And um, I think, and a lot of other travel agents, you know, the travel industry has got completely decimated this year. Uh, a lot of people are literally hanging on, trying not to go out of business. But uh, 
I think in all of that, it's kind of made a lot of us travel agents sort of realize our worth a little bit more, um, maybe restructure some fees, put plans into place that don't leave us with our pants down when everything pulls out from underneath us. Um, and just kind of knowing our value and our worth a little bit more moving forwards. And, you know, the travel, being a travel agent can sometimes be a very thankless job because we don't get paid by the clients. We get paid by the hotels or the car suppliers or anything else, but it is and can be a very thankless industry. So we've just, um, there's a group of us that have actually formed a, a non-profit coalition that are just trying to sort of align ourselves and just make sure that, you know, we're being valued for our services and stuff. So it's still along the lines of mental health, but just more about knowing your value and your worth a little bit more. And do you want to tell us a little bit about this nonprofit coalition while you have us here? I mean, I sure can. It's just, uh, it's called ETAC, the Entertainment Travel Advisors Coalition. And it's been a full-time job <laughs> getting it going. It's a CO, it's a 501c6 we're making it so that we have the option to lobby and potentially, mm. you know, really mm. have a voice. Um, and we're just kind of rolling it out now. We got the website live and we're just trying to get to the point we've got the bank account and now we're going to start accepting memberships from other travel agents um, with so long as they meet the criteria of like five years within the entertainment industry, et cetera, et cetera. It's all up on the website. So yeah, it's just trying to create like a space because a lot of people are independent contractors. Some people are house agents, but just to have that kind of voice and support system and know that you're all doing the same thing as each other. So yeah, it's been, it's been exciting. We're finally getting there. <laughs> well, congratulations. That sounds fantastic. I really like that. That's great. Tammy, you are next. What do you got? I want to see more diversity. I want to see more black, brown, women, queer, you know, faces and people in leadership, not just out on the road, but actually, you know, making those decisions. Um, I think especially, you know, in the music industry, it's in general has been um, profited on the, on the backs of those people, but they're not the ones who are ultimately making the decisions. And I want to, I want to see more of us out there doing that. I love that answer. You were just with us for the first time a month, five, six weeks ago. So it wasn't long. Your answer then was crew care. Uh, we covered I, that. <laughs> but we covered yeah. that. No, and, and, and I, and and I like still, the, yeah. the change in answer too, yeah. though. I like the new one. Uh, Danny, I didn't mention you were right. Self-care was your original answer. Um, so there it is. Uh, and Bailey, I mean, your first time on the program was last, last week, week. <laughs> but I'm going to let you answer again anyway. What uh, do you got? I, I, I think my answer and my, my answer still is, uh, is our communication amongst ourselves uh, has to get a lot better. Um, I, I need us all to, I, I want us all to care about the way we do this collectively in some way so that, you know, my tour doesn't come across, you know, demanding more than someone else's i want us all to to just at least have a an understanding of a mindset of, of what we're all doing and how we need to approach this that's that's my thing pulling out 
Well, that that is consistent to what you told us last week. I agree with that too, wholeheartedly. So I gave mine right in the middle after Meg. Let's open it up to our original core four. Brother Banks, what do you say? Mm, uh, I, I, I definitely... Definitely think it's it should be definitely a focus on the workers and taking into account just what Max said about routing. I mean, I think all of it just it's I agree with everything because it it, it all affects everybody in such a different way. Um, the routing can be hell and and people not taking value into people not being able to sleep and you throw a award show in here that you got to fly to, you know, you throw a festival that half the crew has to go to when everybody else has five days off, you know, I just think all that needs to be taken into account. Um, what you're asking people to do and understanding when you ask somebody to do this, like I'm sacrificing sleep, I'm sacrificing maybe flying home to go see my family, you know, um, just all of that. I just think needs to be taken into account. Um, mental health, you know, just dealing with, you know, those things that people need, having those services available to people, you know, hey, here's here's a meeting if you need a meeting, this is happening here, here is somebody here who can talk to you, you know. Um, uh, I think it was uh, when we had Chris Gradin on that talked about, um, you know, having that time in the middle of your day to go ahead and, hey, everybody stop, call home, you know, take care of home and have that opportunity. I mean, sometimes you don't have that in your day, you got to figure it out. I'm going to go eat and catering, or I'm going to have somebody bring me a plate so I can call home and say, Hey, in a timely manner, you know, just appreciating things that help people live a more healthy life, not just physically, but mentally as well. I think that needs to be a focus going back. You know, it's easy to get caught on the cycle and you're just going a hundred miles an hour and, and doing it because that's what the job is. And I think it needs to start from, you know, the top and the people thinking about everything to help people live better, healthy lives so that we live longer. We have more money in our pocket. You know, we're not a bunch of alcoholics and, you know, addicts on the road and depressed and suicidal and raging and, you know, having blow up some people and just all kinds of stuff. I think all of that will help promote healthier lives with everybody on the road. I love that answer. And it's funny, right in the middle of that answer as you were talking about days off and routing and what have you and award shows, I was reminded of a weekend and Ian, you were with me. I and thought of the same. Banks, I thought of the same weekend. When, yeah, and, you came too. When we were in like Frankfurt in the middle of a tour and everybody yes. else had three days off yes. leading into the Brits. And no, we instead- flew to Los Angeles. Yeah, from Frankfurt. For 3 days in a row of NBA All-Star weekend shows, flew back and literally landed into the, the like the afternoon of the Brits right into the awards show. We were like then- FaceTiming Brits rehearsals from LA. Like they didn't even technically do, like those weren't even supposed to be off days for us. We were supposed to be at rehearsals, but it was like we can squeeze in a few more bags here. So off across the Atlantic, we went. I, I was thinking of that exact same trip. That was yeah. we we've done that we've done that several times. I mean, like <laughs> it, it wasn't that was just one crazy time. We've done that 
a million times in the middle of a tour when there's like everybody's like oh yeah we're in the netherlands you know we're partying and we're like i'm going back across the pond to go do something else that everybody else is not doing <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. exactly yeah. exactly yeah. Uh, okay so sister dallas to you same question one thing we should do better well, there's definitely more than one, and I'd say everybody's, you know, everybody's contribution on this panel has um, all very valid and et cetera. I think, though, you know, one of the concerns that I had at the beginning of this pandemic, and I see the same thing happening when we roll back out, is well, since we have no governing body, we can all have a lot of opinions, but we have no authority to you know, except for doing it in a very grassroots, organic fashion, we have no way to really enforce these better, kinder, gentler ways of thinking. And, you know, the reality is that we're also passionate about what we do. That's what drives us. That's what makes us show up every day, no matter that we haven't had any sleep, no matter that we haven't eaten, let alone gone to the toilet, whatever the thing is, you know, not showering because you had five minutes, you know, do I sleep or do I shower? Man, <laughs> sleeping sounds a whole lot better. But I think that we're going to suffer from some of the same problems because although we may be consciously talking about it and we may have friends that are consciously talking about it, at the end of the day, a lot of people in our business, um, although they may have a passion about what they do, the governing bodies, let's say the production managers, the tour managers, tour directors, a lot of them haven't walked in our shoes. A lot of them haven't, you know, they might have been awarded this position for a variety of reasons, but they're not necessarily leaders of people. They're not conscious about the realities of, you know, different folks having concerns in different areas. And I think that's going to continue to be a shadow and be kind of the elephant in the room. And money is a big part of that. Um, You know, you need, like, as we talked about with Grattan, brought up the fact that, you know, Justin Bieber is a big proponent of this kind of concern. He's the guy on stage. He's going to make sure it happens. And he's got a great leader, Grattan, to enforce it. But not in every other camp do we have that. So no matter how great the artist is on stage, if if they're not aware of what we go through and if the people around them don't inform them, I think we're kind of, you know, kicking the bucket in the same direction and we're not going to be able to really make the change that we all want to see. And we can all do it in our individual fashion, but collectively we need everybody to be part of this team. It's, you know, yes, little small motions can happen, but for the big picture for us all to be enriched and it's a shame because we are so passionate about what we do we will walk on hot coals to get there but it's kind of one of those unusual things of life that um you just kind of get chewed up in the process and you know i can see it both sides i recognize why the person paying the bill kind of is like well you've got this great job and you know blah 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 and i pay you well sure but sleep is important and, you know, eating's important. I mean, how many tours have we been on? And, you know, catering shuts down at 8 o'clock. And you're like, really? Like, <laughs> I've been in the weeds with an opener. I've been in the weeds with the main act. I've been in the weeds with a thousand things. And nobody bothered to tell me that the lousy bit of dinner I might have had isn't going to be there. Um, you know, and that can all play out in different ways. And I think, you know, if you're not wearing the right badge sometimes, you know, whether you're, you know, whether it's the color of your skin, the sex you are, the, you know, different things that can affect us. Um, there's not a lot of kindness there. And it's, you know, part of the, the sort of gypsy or rough or ragamuffin life we live. But it doesn't excuse it. 
And I think we all should be held accountable. And I think we all need to, you know, whether we make a pledge to each other or to ourselves, you know, how do we make ourselves accountable moving forward to promote these more positive ways of living? And um, I don't know. It's more than two cents. But I could keep going. I'll shut oh, up. Dollar, dollar, dollar. <laughs> Love it all. Appreciate it. Brother Hamilton, last but not least, what do you got? Well, pretty much everybody said everything, but at the end of the day, it all sounds good. But like I said, even with the travel, everything said we're going to do this, that, and the third. And six months later, it's back to where it was. So we need to see if it's going to hold, hold tight and, 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 and we're going to see results of what people are saying and implementing and, and for how long. Is it going to be indefinite or they're going to be for two or three minutes? So it is, you know, it, I want to see a consistency of what everybody says should be implemented and see it happen, not just talk. Because talk sounds good. Now, how to, now, now let's see some action. Because right now, Based off of how my trip was this weekend, it's going to be the same thing in a couple months. That's just keeping it all the way live, from my personal opinion. Well, yeah. I'm back Mm -hmm. to it's on all of us to make those individual efforts. It's on all of us to will the change into existence. Uh, I think we need to stay steadfast in our belief about what it should be. Walk the walk, talk the talk. And uh, one thing I want to will into existence, I believe every training, every tour should have access to a series of training modules that should be built and specifically for our industry, one to two hour training modules on mental health awareness, how to spot the signs on crisis management and, you know, harassment avoidance. I'm not sure exactly how to frame that. Hopefully you know what I mean. Discouraging negative behavior, reporting negative behavior, dealing with those situations, etc. cetera. Um, on leadership training that needs to be available, not only to the tour manager, the production manager, the stage manager, but all of the leadership and frankly, everyone throughout the ranks so that people have a sense of how they should be carrying themselves, how they should be handling themselves, how they should be communicating with one another and how they should be aspiring to be leaders, uh, be it crew chief, be it again, at, at any level, how to, how, to, how to advance within the industry and so on. Um, does anyone else have any thoughts on anything along those lines they feel like we should address today that they, they want to call attention? Oh, Tammy, you look like you got something to say. I he, One thing that just keeps going through my head, I know this is something that's a, a difficult thing to uh, uh, kind of overcome, overnight load-ins, mm. because when an artist does an overnight load-in, you know, the, the venue or the festival will have an overnight team. And, but the artist's crew doesn't have an overnight team. They come in at midnight. Everybody's there. They're doing their thing. Some leave and go back to the hotel and sleep until three, maybe. A lot of them have to stay at the venue and are sleeping on the couch in the dressing room trying to get... and that 
for especially for the for the crew because I've said before, you know, I always feel like when when the artist shows up, it's really about the crew that we're taking care of, and that part always breaks my heart because I can see it from year to year how it's taking a toll on their physical health. You can't come in at midnight, stay until three in the morning, go sleep until eight or nine or 10 or 11 in the morning, come back, do a show, load out until 2 a.m. and then have to be at a show that's at 11 in the afternoon the next day. So it comes into routing and all that, but I, overnight load-ins just break my heart. That's it, they really do. For y'all on the road, breaks my heart. Can I just say toilets break my heart for you guys on the festival scene. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel so sad for the people that start the festival. They get a lousy portalette and that lousy portalette is there. It might be serviced. It might not. And I think like, you know, how hard would it be to keep those teams, you know, nice little water facility, nice something with a little honey wagon there instead of it being like the last thing that shows up. I think it should be one of the first. But money. I'll tell you, it is. We, where? We, well, where? At, 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 where? at ACL and Lala, I can, I can tell you for a while there was, uh, there was just the, like the honey wagon, right? That would show up and be over in production. And the one in artist relations was locked until the show. They said, if you want it, go way over there. All it took was one time to the site manager. It's like, I've got three women on their period. Open up the fucking honey wagon and quit trying to make everybody go across the field to the other side because you can walk in and never touch anything and use the bathroom. Well, I'm sorry. I had to take that. That's okay. (laughs) Not anymore. (laughs) Well, I knew you were going to say that, Tammy, too, because I was going to say, I thought C3 had actually taken measures to improve. And I'm glad to hear that I was not just making that up in my head. It is true. Kudos to C3. Big fan. Much appreciate the way you guys conduct yourselves. And um, Brother Banks, anything else from you that you want to call attention to the group? Ask everybody today. No, no, no. I think I think we've addressed everything. I mean, this is an amazing collective of people, and I think I think we should be the minds moving forward to make <laughs> make decisions. There it is. I think I think we're all mindful of everybody else. We're not selfish. We have insight. We have history and experience, and we're compassionate people. So, hey, I vote us in. There it is, Dallas. <laughs> what Bank said. MF, <laughs> go, Chris. Oh yeah, I'm good. all right there it is well i think that brings us to our parting shots i think we should go out on a high it's been a positive discussion i appreciate everyone's thoughts here today starting with brother bailey parting shot from you uh stay grateful keep your fingers crossed (laughs) it's all coming and then we're all going to get more than everything that we needed in the first place And we'll all be overloaded. Let's just not forget how it feels in this moment and the moments leading up to this. And I lead myself with that every day because I know that I'm going to be overwhelmed again and again and again. And so I don't want to repeat the same things. So that's my party shot. I'm going to throw it to Danny next. And I just want to say something real funny, real quick, actually. So Danny sends me these 
British shortbreads and something or other at the holidays, <laughs> which was very sweet and I appreciate it. But the funniest thing about it was whoever took the information when you sent the package wrote down your name wrong. And it was, and, and the, first of all, the package was addressed to Lord Danny Trebner. Oh, and, yes. and, and it was from Lord Danny Trebner. That's awesome. Nice. They were full so, of amazing Danny, mince pies. What do you got? <laughs> they were full of amazing mince pies and shortbreads. They're English delicacy around Christmas time. They were delicious. But you will forever be Lord Danny. Well, I was trying because you can, on the Fortnum and Mason website, you can choose like these crazy um, titles, right? They got Lord, Lady, you know, all of them. So I was trying to be funny, but then I messed up because I put my name instead of yours. But yeah, um, takeaways. I just really hope that everybody goes out and gets vaccinated so that uh, work can resume. I feel like we're on this precipice of things, hopefully, like a bit like Meg said, you're trying not to get too excited because you don't want to be let down again. So I feel like we're kind of on the edge of things, hopefully starting to click back to normal. And I think you just got to stay positive, stay grateful and just look out for one another and get vaccinated. All right. All right. Ian, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, I guess this is it's kind of similar to what what Bailey was saying, but just like we got we got a bit of a, a clean slate here, both on a personal and industry level where it's not there's a lot of things that I think people would have wanted to change. But the excuse was we're rolling from one show into the next. There's never a good moment. And it's like, I guess things ramp back up. Let's try to do whatever we can that we have the power of the right way. And then on a personal level, like. I'm definitely gonna try to enjoy those first moments like of traveling, like and really experience them and not just gloss over them in a, in a work context. And, um, cause I feel like, well, as humans, we get back into it really quick. We get back into the swing of things. So, so being mindful and present in those first moments, I think, uh, hard to imagine regretting that. Right. Meg. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> um, my, my closing remarks would be, I cannot wait to stand in a hallway and, talk to Kyle Hamilton for three hours over nothing waiting for some ridiculous <laughs> rehearsal or walk in a green grassy field with Miss Dallas and figure out how we're going to get 16 bottles of champagne over across the crowd because there's no other route or <laughs> just some ridiculous nonsense of what we do. Uh, and it's what we love. I can't wait to do it again. All right. To our permanent guest host, Tammy, what do you got? Oh, boy. Um, I think I'm kind of with Meg on this one. I just want to get back to having to figure shit out. And, you know, when things kind of start throwing at you and you think it's impossible, and then next thing you know, you check, you've done it. High five, next. So I'm, I'm with you on that one, Meg. And vaccinate, because I will hug you. There. <laughs> <laughs> and to the core four i'm gonna jump the line and i'm gonna say my shout out is to brother banks sister dallas and brother hamilton 
the original core four. I appreciate all of you. I know I'm not always great at showing it. I know I'm not a great at saying it, but I appreciate all of you very much. I've had a blast. I love all of you. That's what I got. Brother Banks, what about you? Nah, I'm I'm definitely on that, Brother Walt. I appreciate you, man. Appreciate Miss Christine Dallas, Brother Kyle Hamilton. Um I don't know, the very beginning, you know, when you approached me, I was in a very dark place. You know, I'd had a lot of people that had passed suddenly, very close people. And uh, I was, it was bad. You know, I was depressed. I was drinking a lot. It was really dark. Family was worried about me. And honestly, uh, you guys brought me into the light and we started talking and just being able to just spitball and seeing people that I love and I care about. And I, work with you know every day and talking and it it became a healthy thing for me and i am thankful for hustle like you broke because uh no telling i would have <laughs> went into somewhere else i i just don't know and i i'm just i'm thankful for this opportunity and this platform and being able to see people meet new people smiling faces hear stories laugh talk it's been encouraging it's been therapeutic so thank you I miss you guys. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm emotional because um, I really miss everybody. And <laughs> it's just been, like I said, therapeutic, just seeing everybody every week and having that opportunity to talk and just share, laugh, forget about what's happening, you know? Yeah. So thank you. Love that. Love you. Dallas. Um, it's hard to come back after Chris's excellent verbiage there. Um, but yeah, I mean, this has been a lifeline. This is, uh, cause I think too, depending on the area of the business that you're in, if you don't reach out to talk to people, you're not talking about what you do. And let me tell you, nobody really gets what we do, but those of us that do, and even then sometimes they don't, but it's still nice to talk about it. <laughs> and I think it's, uh, I, you know, I said it last week. I appreciate the show. I just also want to give a big shout out to Peter McCorin, who we lost this week, who was a legend in the field, um, caterer, long time, been around for many, many years. And if any of you have ever been up in the Northeast, you've definitely um, run across him or some of his family. And it'd be a shame not to give him some recognition. So, you know, it's been a tough year. We've lost a lot of people in a lot of ways. And, um, you know, and I like I've never slept this many nights in the same place <laughs> in my entire life and uh, it's the walls are closing in but this has been the one part of every week I can look forward to and you know meet other new awesome people that I didn't know and learn more about the business and um, yeah so let's keep doing it and let's hope we're so busy we can't always make them but uh, at the same time we'll try to keep it as our lifeblood MF close it out Good evening. Well, I will say that this has been a uh, year of balanced conversations, uh, agreeing to disagree more often than not, um, <laughs> especially financially, you know, because we got to get that money, but you think we don't. <laughs> uh, other than that, you know, I got to say is mental health begins on the driving range. And ends on the shooting range. Wow. <laughs> or in the swimming pool. In the swimming pool. Shoot straight. Shoot straight. Hit straight, don't slice, and hit the 10 spot. That's balance right there. You'll be in the mix. 
Kyle Hamilton, always consistent, shooting, <laughs> balance, evenings. I'm and, washing uh, hands. Yeah, a little Uh-oh, hand washing Oh, you got to keep too. them damn hands clean. Got to keep them clean. Don't do not do it for two weeks and then stop. Because what I saw this week, there's a lot of dirty ass hands. <laughs> hands were dirty as a motherfucker. It was dirty. I'm like, you are the dirty bastards. But hey, this is where it is. 15 minutes of we're going to be all right. And then back to where we were. So as I said, golf range, 10th spot. There it is. And pay. Got it. Yes. <laughs> On that note, I don't know where else to go. I appreciate all of you again. I appreciate our listeners. We've had a blast. We appreciate everyone who joined us here today to help us celebrate our one year anniversary. I hope we are doing it again in year number 10. So we're going to keep it going. We hope our listeners are here with us every step of the way. We can't wait to see you out on the road. And uh, that's all I got for today. Thank you all and good night. Hey, this is Tech Support. Want to make sure you never miss the newest from Hustle Like You Broke? Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at HLUB Podcast and sign up for our mailing list by going to hustlelikeyoubroke.com slash join. You'll get updates about new episodes, bonus content, exclusive offers, and information on how to become a part of the music industry. Thanks for listening.